Yeah, I think I think honestly, think it's better now than it was when I was in my twenties. You know, <laughs> just because like the whole um, wisdom thing comes yeah. into play. You know, because yeah. knowledge and wisdom is different. Yes. You know what I mean? yeah. Everybody yeah. can. It, wis, knowledge is there for everybody to get. You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody's got some kind of knowledge, yeah. like the knowledge of turning on the light, yeah. knowledge <laughs> of turning it off. You know what I yeah. mean? But wisdom yeah. is when you use that yeah. knowledge to remember to turn off the light. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so now I feel like you guys gave me way more um, knowledge to achieve a point where I actually can consider myself a bit wiser. Yes. You know, so now instead of like pounding it every day, you know what I mean? For for running, I don't do that. You know, like, yeah. I'll like one day I'll I'll go as fast as I can, you know, then the next day I'll I'll probably chill out. Yep. Just just Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multi-dimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Today, I would like to welcome Kaya to the podcast. He has been a patient and a client at Performance Rehab Ortho after sustaining and undergoing knee surgery, but also has just come in throughout the years to do preventative training, some injury prevention work, and just being proactive and taking care of his knee and his overall health. He shares some great information and insight of his experiences playing sports growing up, but also how he got into working out and weightlifting and some of the obstacles that he has overcome in his career. It's some great conversations. Stay tuned, listen to the insights, and hopefully you can take a lot of take-home messages from this episode. It was a great time recording it with him. I also have to apologize in advance that I forgot to press record on the soundboard so we salvaged the sound from the cameras um even though the sound quality is not as good as my other episodes i still thought there was a lot of good information to share so just bear with us stay tuned listen to the message and i apologize in advance for the sound quality but here we go let's get to the episode all right we have kaya here today and it's an interesting episode because you have went through knee surgery yeah. and the rehab process and you said this was 2016 yeah it's been a while i didn't even realize it's been that long yeah yeah and it's been kind of a long process to get back to all of the lifting and all of the activity that you like to do yeah but first let's let's start with your background and your story for some of the listeners so okay. explain like you know growing up what kinds of sports you did and you know how your knees have been through your younger younger in high school and yeah. you know through college and everything, explain some of that backstory. Okay, um, so when I was a kid, you know, we was brought up in uh, in town, so all cities most likely. So um, you know what I mean. We played uh, a lot of basketball. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, basically jumping a lot. <laughs> yeah, we like we played football, but uh-huh. it was never like I never really played for a team until I was in eighth grade. Okay. But I only played one year because I didn't. Um, when I went into high school, I still liked playing basketball. Mm-hmm. But so pretty much my when I was a kid, I loved playing basketball. Into high school, I played basketball. Then um, I played volleyball for a year, okay. and um, really sucked at it. <laughs> but it helped me uh, as far as my training for jumping. And I used to love to jump uh-huh. because um, I always played in the key, man. That was I mean I 
I rarely shot from three point line. I was like shaft from out there. <laughs> so, so everything was in the key, you know, the closer to the, the hoop you got, the, the more chances of the you make it. So, yeah. so that rebounds, defense, you know, roofing people, that was all my 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 um specialities, I guess yeah. you'd call it. But uh, and then when I finally hit I think it was on my ninth grade year, I twisted my knee. Okay. And then um, so I actually had to get it drained. Okay. And after I got my knee drained, like it, it just felt weird. It took like maybe about three weeks, and then I could start running again and stuff like that. But um, I noticed that I wasn't running as fast or jumping as hard and stuff like that. And it would always be in the back of my mind, like, oh man, that feeling of that, you know, that, that same pain and stuff. But and then even, I guess after high school, I still played ball. But um, I got to a point when I was like, I think I was in my 20s, maybe 20, 25, and I was heavy, man. I got up to like, two, I think it was 297. I was oh. pretty, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> when, when you played basketball in high school, 190. How, then how tall are you? Just uh, so people. 5'10. 5'12 yeah. on a good day. 5'12 on yeah. a good day. But you told me you could you could kind of dunk like a volleyball. Oh, oh I could dunk a regular basketball. Oh, you could dunk a regular basketball? Ninth grade, I could dunk basketball. Yeah. All the way through senior year? No way, man. Okay. Well, I, I used in from ninth to tenth grade. That was like the highlight of me playing ball. So yeah. I used to play every day and stuff, right? Yeah. So like alley oops and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like was simple. And by the time I was a junior, uh -huh. I stopped playing so much. Right? Okay. I started playing more. Uh, like I played music more. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? So like I I I I didn't even play for the team anymore. Like for uh, okay. my high school, right? I was like I ah, you know what I just could paddle. So what I did was I yeah. paddled. And then um, I ended up starting to to play gigs, like actual, yeah. like when I was a musician. Was some of that because of your knee issues or no? It was just one of your interests? Uh, nah, I, I don't think it was because of my knee, but um, I would say that, you know, I think if um, if I played more, then uh -huh. I might have not had so much injuries later on. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I, I actually went back to it Got after it. my, I think uh, after I was a senior. After I graduated, I had time. Yeah, so yeah. I went back to playing ball and I just rushed into it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh man, everything started hurting after that. Man. And I graduated at 190. So, like, I, I, I looked lighter than, than I, how much I weighed. Mm -hmm. But I guess all that pounding from, from yeah. jumping and landing, yeah. and it just started to take a toll. And then by the time I was like maybe three or four years out of high school, that's when like my knee started to be sore. And I was like, ah, maybe I should use a a knee brace and, you know, when yeah. you're young, you're yeah. like, I ain't looking like that old dude you see and meet those James Worthy looking dudes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way, like, <laughs> James Worthy, oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look like that. So, so, when you were a freshman though, and you were dunking at yeah. the not too many local guys dunk that young. Yeah? There's a but, kid actually in Columbia. Oh really? Who was smashed. <laughs> I forget his name, but he's like 5'10". I think he's a senior this year. Oh, really? But he's doing the kind of dunks like, yeah. so when I would dunk, it wasn't with authority. It was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but to me, it's like, oh man, everybody's going yeah. crazy. But it was only in my yeah. head going, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But this kid, he slapped. But so yes, you I were about 5'10 as a uh, freshman. Yeah, freshman. And I was you were like, about 190 or not yet? Freshman year, I think I was maybe like 180 or 185. Okay, so I stayed around the same weight yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Okay, because I mean, that is a lot of pounding, you know, especially if you're jumping a lot. And you know, as kids, yeah. I think we've all been like that when we're playing basketball or volleyball or whatever it is. It's like, you just keep jumping. Yeah, that's how you jump high. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what they tell you too, right? Yeah. They tell you, and uh, you know what? I even um, 
Slash and chainsaw. No. I even bought jump souls. I don't know if you yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. I had jump souls. So in the yeah. eighth grade year, I bought some some jump souls. Yeah. Off of this Filipino dude at Seven <laughs> Eleven. That just so happened, I was playing basketball like yeah. on the court. The dude was like, "You want to buy these?" Yeah. How much, man? He said, two hundred bucks." Yeah, yeah. I got $20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I used to use those things uh-huh. and I, I would run up this hill. Mm-hmm. I lived in the Lilila area, so I'd run up to Punui Park. Okay. And take them off, play basketball. Yeah. And I wouldn't use it to run down because that was just crazy. I never <laughs> yeah. like, fall down there. Right? <laughs> so that actually helped me to, to start dunking. Okay. Because that's what kind of okay. like. And for those of you guys over. that don't know what jump so is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much like you're. In plantar flexion, you're on your toes yep. the whole time. The whole time. And basically, I mean, yeah, it, it is effective, <laughs> but it's not the smartest way to, no, to jump higher. Your cap gets really short and tight, and you'll yep. use all of that range of motion. But it does help you in the short term to dunk or oh, jump yeah. higher. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it took less than a year, bro. I was, <laughs> I, I was so like impressed. I was so cool yeah. with it. I even let, I gave it to my friend after. Yeah. I thought I was good. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Get dunk already. Yeah. Take it, man. You can yeah. have these, bro. Okay, so like in high school too, were you into weightlifting and all of that stuff, or it was more just basketball? Um, I was, I was more about just basketball. I like playing sports outside and stuff like that. And weightlifting was cool, but uh, you know, like yeah. it wasn't really for me, not yet at least, just because yeah. I never really took it serious. You know, yeah. I wasn't disciplined enough to actually count how much I was doing <laughs> and and do this. Much of uh, this much reps yeah, for yeah. this amount of sets. Yeah, yeah. I was like one, two, I'm good already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my tricep, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember in high school, um, one of the the coaches was like, "Hey, we're gonna do circuit training. Uh-huh. All right, you guys are gonna bench 45 seconds. You yeah. guys are gonna do um, low, 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 low pulleys. Okay. 45. So we was doing all that stuff, right? And I was like, oh man, this is so hard. It's like <laughs> over and over because it's it's repetitive, yeah. you know. And then it becomes tedious, and you're like, oh, that's boring, yeah. you know. So I was, but basketball, it was just fast, uh-huh. especially when you're playing outside in the park. There's no referees and stuff like that. Yeah, you got that game of what 21 and stuff, yeah. and it just moves like this, yeah. you know. So exactly. that's kind of why, like, I think I enjoyed it so much. Uh-huh. Well, that and the the fact that it would let me stay out of my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but overall, besides that one incident that you twisted your knee, yeah, when you played basketball the rest of high school, you were pretty much okay. Yeah, I was okay. Yeah, and then like you said, you took that kind of break, you know, in high school. But then after you graduated, in you know, after college graduate, I mean, after high school graduation, that's when you got back into basketball. Yeah, but you also said that you you were a lot heavier. You gained some weight. Yes, kind of walk through that now. So after high school, you know, I, I I still played basketball a little bit, but it wasn't as regular as I was playing in high school. Because you know, when you're that age, when you're younger, you want to get out of the house, and you, and basically, I, my my parents, I wasn't able to get out and do anything. You know what I mean? So sports was basically the only thing that would allow me to stay out at like till like eight o'clock sometimes. <laughs> So, but after high school, you know, you're pretty much a grown up and you can come home a little bit later and stuff. So like, we play a little bit, but then we go out and, you know, do grown up yeah, things, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, basketball pretty much got few and far in between. And okay. by the time I wanted to come back and do it, I was like, uh, maybe 297 at my max. Okay. And okay. that's no weightlifting now. That's yeah, just yeah. work and you know, beers and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and eating wrong, and that was like before I even thought about um, like health. I yeah. you know, I was just living on cloud nine, like oh I can eat 
I can I can eat McDonald's every day. Yeah. Like, I can eat two scoops of rice, mac salad. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. vegetables. Oh, eat vegetables. Yeah, that stuff they put right underneath the costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like cabbage. That's yeah. all yeah. right there. And that was kind of the lifestyle because. Oh yeah. You know, you just graduated high school yep. and you're working and. You were working, right? At yes. That time. Yeah. So then it's just kind of, you get lost in, you know, you lose that structure from yeah. when you're in high school playing basketball and doing all of these other Because you're free now. Yeah, exactly. So you can choose what you want to do. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's very important for, yes. for dudes and, and, and girls like in high school to have that structure and maintain it. Yes. Just so, you know what I mean? You don't go too crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then end up 297 miles and regretting well, it. Yeah. So, I mean, what happened? Like, how did you get into weightlifting? Oh, okay. so what what happened after that? So um, basically, uh, was, I was with my girlfriend then, with my wife now, and we broke up, right? So I was heavy, and I was like, oh man, you know, I feel kind of down on myself. Maybe it was because I'm too fat, right? Okay. And I was like, nah, maybe not. I still look good. And then, and then I was like, no, no, I'm serious. But for okay, and I was like, ah, you know what? Maybe I should try and like lose some pounds to to um, to like get a little healthier and stuff like that. Plus too, I started getting heartburn when I ate certain foods that had never happened to me. Yeah. Before I could I could swallow anything mm-hmm. and I would never get heartburn. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed that all kind of things was happening then. Yeah. Like, all related to health, you know? Yes. So at 297 I decided, you know what, I'm gonna go go to the gym. I had uh, I was a newbie. I had no idea what to do. I was in there all shame, you know what I mean? <laughs> Good thing I had a couple friends, you know. <laughs> That, that took care of me. They showed me some stuff to do this guy named Jeff. And, um, but he was a heavy lifter. This, this oh. guy still lifts like five plates yeah, to today. Yeah, yeah. So I eventually I kind of tailed off. I was like, nah, dude, I was gonna lift by myself. You know, I'm gonna do my own yeah. thing. Yeah. But from there, that's when I started to, to try and go more on the health journey. Okay. You know, and I found that when I started losing weight, uh-huh. um, stuff like basketball or even just work, because um, I was always a leader. So I deliver yeah. boxes, freight and stuff like that, stairs all day, yeah. you know, and um, stuff like lifting up the box to the third floor with there's no elevators was, was getting easier again. Yeah. Like it felt like I was younger actually, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're losing that weight. But it, it hit a, a stag when I, when I hurt my knee, you know what uh, I mean? Because yeah. I played basketball again yeah. and then I, I would twist my knee or even not even just twisting it, sometimes just, you just go home and then the next day you're like, oh man, what the heck is wrong? And I think it's because my muscles wasn't used to, um, uh, I guess, activating that way. Yes, I think so. And a lot of people that, you know, we play sports when we're younger, we take this long break and then we try to jump in at the same intensity Mm -hmm. that we remember playing at. Yeah, yeah, that's where we run into a lot of trouble because your body just doesn't respond the same way that it did when you were younger. Yeah. So that's that's exactly what was happening. And then, I mean, what happened over the years? Did you need, how, how did it get to the point where you needed the surgery? Oh, so, well, you know what? It actually, my knee was starting to get better, I okay. think, as far as playing ball and, because I lost weight, Yeah. you know? And then it just so happened, sucked that I was at work and um, there was a heavy box that I had to, uh, I, I opened this container mm-hmm. and then we had unloaded the boxes. Oh, that's right. The box was coming down. I stopped the box from coming down and I was just going to drop it, let it fall in front of me. You know, but it just so happened that the the cardboard ripped yeah. as I was grabbing the box, so uh-huh. they started to come forward. So I stepped back really quickly, uh-huh. and um, there was this uh, conveyor belt right okay. behind me. So the space you got between the the container and the conveyor belt is like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was a skinny guy. 
So as soon as I stepped back, I twisted my knee. I think it hit the pole that yeah. the conveyor belt is on. Mm -hmm. And then when I hit it, my kneecap popped. Yeah. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. So like it was it was just really I, I it could it could have been just really tight or something, but that's how I needed to yeah. yeah. But you had no history of your patella subluxing or dislocating. Well it would it would actually like move and stuff like that. Like I would feel like I would twist it and yeah. stuff, but it was never like that. Like yeah, the yeah. kind where I hurt it, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So for all the listeners, basically you have to get your MPFL, which is the ligament that holds your kneecap or your patella yeah. like inwards. So yeah. it's the ligament on the inside of your kneecap that kind of just holds your patella so it prevents it from sliding laterally yes. outside. And that's what you got repaired. Um, I do believe, it's been a long time, but I do believe you had a little lateral release of your IT band, which is just to yeah. relieve some of that tension. But basically, they just repaired it so that your kneecap is, it, your kneecap is not so loose and it's not gonna translate laterally. Yeah. laterally. So, Shout out to Shinichi. Yeah, yeah. Did a great job. Yes, did a great job. And I think that gave you a lot of tools and a lot of other things to learn how to train smart after. Because oh, through the rehab time. process, it was a long process. And yeah. I mean, the beginning I would say was the roughest. Yes. You know, because <laughs> you can't do what you normally can do. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Um, especially for MPFL repair, it becomes very tedious stuff. I mean, you really got to get your quad going. You got to get your leg working together again. And then through the process, I mean, we've done a really good job taking care of your knee. I think oh, yeah. you've gotten back to function, you know. Yeah, there's certain things that you have to modify and kind of adjust a little bit based off of your limitations. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, your quad is still strong. I mean, your leg yeah, is still no, strong definitely. and everything. And I think you have a better understanding as to what kinds of things work yeah, for you. Now I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So... Backtrack a little bit before we had the surgery and stuff. Okay. Like, explain how you got seriously into weightlifting. Okay. Like, what was that process? So, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. So, like, I would start, I, when I started at first, I was trying to copy um, people, you know, okay. like uh, guys on YouTube and even the magazines. Yeah. You know, I'd read magazines and like, oh, okay, this guy says you have to do it like this. <laughs> yeah. So I do it exactly like that. Yeah. And, you know, of course, those guys, they, they take certain supplements, <laughs> but still, you know, they think, nah, you know what? It, it might be something he does in his routine, yeah. so it might work. And I noticed that it wasn't working for him. Okay. And, and, and on top of that, dude, I was taking like, Oxy, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Well, I was like, you, yeah, this thing Can you give us an example of something that you were reading or hearing yeah. that wasn't working for you? Like what well, kinds of things? A lot of stuff, you know, yeah. like, so like, um, the biggest mistake I think I did when I followed the trend was uh, the trend of taking fat burners okay. and, and um, you know, the not eating diet, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, so it was basically, I take like a fat burner in the morning uh -huh. and I starve. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. starve. Work, work, and yeah. work helps because it doesn't take your mind. I mean, it takes your mind off of it, yeah. but it doesn't um, help you yeah. nutritionally because you're not getting nothing in there. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, you know, I didn't even think of that. All yeah. I thought about was like, if I'm not eating anything, I must be burning something. <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking that, oh, you know, eventually yeah. you can burn your muscle first yeah, yeah, because yeah. all yeah, the nutrients exactly. is yeah. So. So I'm there, like just just doing the, the most nuts stuff, but yeah. I'm dizzy. I was like, oh man. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, after I I started reading more about it, and thinking, why is this crazy? There's no way you can 
I, I started reading more about other stuff. Uh-huh. And I, I dived into nutrition instead of losing yeah. fat. Yeah. And then I learned that um, losing fat is probably 90% nutrition yeah. and 10% working out. Because I was still working out on, uh-huh. an, on an empty stomach on like the uh-huh. fat burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought it would work better that way. Yeah. So when I read stuff about, you know, you start with your diet first and yes. then you, um, then you, the way you train and, you know, it started to help me to lose more weight. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. So good. I mean, and then what, what kinds of things like, help you transform because you did lose the weight yeah I mean and you turned it into I, I swear you just got all of that ex- excess weight and you just turned it into straight muscle no way. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what happened no, so what was that? I wear it well <laughs> yeah. that's what it is I just put it in places you know so when certain times when I'm sitting down I like pushing my back <laughs> and just sit on it yeah. so for everyone listening to this on your podcasting platform if you don't know what Kaya looks like Go check out the YouTube and see, like, this guy is muscle now, you know? So what was that process like, transforming some of the nutritional habits oh, and slowly getting more experience with the weight? Yeah. It was very important, I think, to me. I think um, the nutrition part was more important than the weightlifting was to me. Yeah. That one, that came actually after the, the, the nutrition part. Because once I started to get my dieting right, and it wasn't even crazy. Like, I wasn't doing stuff like yeah. Oh, I gotta cut my rice. It's like, because I tried that, it didn't yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. It was just learning how to, to eat it and when to eat it yes. and how much you should eat yes. when you do eat it. Yes. You know, like, don't go overboard. Yeah. If you're gonna have something sweet, which we all love, you know yeah. what I mean? Do it either when you wake up or yeah. after you work out yeah. because your body is so absorbent at those times, exactly. you know, and it'll burn it. You know, yes. use it as fuel uh-huh. rather than, you know, pounding ice cream before you go sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people need to hear this because. And this is the thing, me and you have never really talked about nutrition. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know that we do nutrition coaching at Pro, but I mean, I know that you have, because in our passing conversations and whatnot, yeah. I know that you have a good grasp on, it's kind of like you're talking about balance. Like yes. you just found out the right balance for you to reach whatever goals you want to do. Whatever your body needs to do to perform, recover, all of that, that's exactly what you did. Yeah. So for most people, it's someone speaking from experience. Like you can read all of the gimmicky fad things out there, go on all these <laughs> diets and stuff. And I think it helps to hear it from someone like you. You've been through it and you've learned learned from it. Yes. And I think that's what most, yeah. people, most people need to do though. It's like yeah. understand that just because something may be effective for someone else even, it may not be the best thing that fits your lifestyle. Yes. Yes. And that works for everything. I'm, exactly. I learned that works for everything in life. Everything you know, in life. Yep. Everything. Yep. Just because that guy has a great job at Madison and he makes like a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. It might not work for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The hundred thousand would work. Yeah. But yeah. maybe working twenty four hours a day yeah. or something yeah. like that, not seeing your family and stuff, yeah. that might not really work yeah. for you. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's always something on the other side of yes. the fence yes. that that you might have that's better than the, the yes. other side. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it, exactly. it's balanced. So for me, like I knew once I learned the nutrition part, uh-huh. that's the hardest part. That is the hardest part. part. It's it's hard to, to to tell yourself, I'm not going to eat you yeah. know uh, LNLs <laughs> yeah. Gokomoku today. Yeah, yeah. Instead, yeah. I'm gonna go to yeah. maybe I'll just get a uh, I'll go LNLs. Yeah. But I'll get a salad, a barbecue chicken salad. Yeah. Which so, they uh, make. Yeah, you they know, make, I they never make, knew it. Yeah. I never knew it because I wouldn't ask. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people get like that is you get tunnel vision with the choices that you have yep. and you just keep doing the same thing over yes. and over. Yeah. 
But okay, so after the nutrition, I mean, that's a big part that you have to go through those struggles and overcome obstacles. Yeah. But then how did that, how did, and I think we all do, yeah, that's yeah. part of lifestyle, I think. But how did that translate into getting more experience with the weightlifting? Because oh. that is something that's big. So basically, like, I did the same thing I did when I was doing the nutrition. You know, okay. I, I, I stepped back from what everybody else did. Yeah. And I thought, now what could I do to change myself and do it the way, the, the way I think it would help me the most? Uh-huh. So I stopped lifting really heavy. Okay. And, you know, I stopped doing the regular 10 to 12 reps okay. and five sets straight. I even stopped lifting um, Monday legs, okay. Tuesday chest and tries, yeah. Wednesday back and buys, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thursday, shoulder, all that kind of stuff. I, I stopped doing everything like that. And then I, I kind of was like, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to do Monday legs and back. Tuesday, I'm gonna do chest and buys, you know what I mean? So I, I switched everything up from reps to weight to sets to even running in between my sets yeah. when I was working out. Yeah. And it, people thought it was crazy. It was <laughs> guys. Yeah. And I wouldn't, be a, a, a you know a mean guy and leave my stuff over there while yeah, yeah. running because I take it off run then I find something else you know yeah. gym's pretty big so you can <laughs> yeah. find something to do yeah. but I found that doing that not only changed my body composition mm-hmm. but it also changed the way my um, my uh, my blood would pump okay like I wouldn't be so tired mm-hmm. to the point where at the end of my workout my chest is yeah. you know what I mean or my my arms my back is dead yeah. or my legs is dead yeah. just because I'm not doing the same muscle for, for 45 minutes yeah. I'm I'm kind of like changing it you know yeah. so then I started to read more into um, interval training mm-hmm. and uh, even hits the high yeah. intensity stuff and I tried all of that and that stuff actually worked for me because I'm heavier you mm-hmm. know so it actually helped me to to you know maintain my muscle mm-hmm. while still losing weight you know what I mean? And, and it was good. It was a healthy way of losing weight. Mm-hmm. And that actually helped me out when I started um, trying to play basketball and even yeah. at work. You know what I mean? When I was at, uh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, when I was at FedEx. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I was at FedEx, it helped a lot because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're moving all day. Yeah. And at one, at, after, if, to me, I think if you're over maybe like 20 pounds overweight. Oh, yeah. Now, I wouldn't say according to the the mainland guys, you know, if you're five nine, you gotta be 170 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly believe, um, you know, people is different. They come from all different backgrounds. Locals were different too. Yeah. We're mixed, you know, some yeah. got Asian and and Polynesian in them. Yeah. So they'll probably be like six feet. Some just yeah. Asian Polynesian is like five seven. Yeah, yeah. But I know some five seven guys that are way more in shape than six foot guys. Yeah. They just like, but they're heavy. But they still run faster than those guys. Yeah, yeah. They're basically little wrestlers, you know, that's yeah. what they look like. Yeah. But they're, they're top shape, you yeah. know. So, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's so, I never like, I never got down on myself for being that much overweight. But I think if, if you feel that you're overweight and they say, like, yeah, you're probably 20 pounds out or whatever, then the chances of injury is, is uh, you know, it just adds up yes. to give you even more chances of getting hurt, doing yes. whatever, even grabbing your remote control, you know what I mean? <laughs> Anything, yeah. I think people don't realize too sometimes if we're not at our ideal weight. So I, I'm not saying like BMI or a certain body fat percentage, just yeah. ideal weight where you feel like you can perform. Yes. Well. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, at, at work, at FedEx, doesn't matter if you're doing a workout, whatever weight you feel that you can perform well, 
I think once you experience that, then you kind of know what things you have to do to keep that. Yeah, because in that pocket. exactly like what you said is that yeah, your increased risk of injury goes up a lot, especially if you're overweight. Yep. You know? And it's especially on lower extremity things, and Boy. especially on knees. Like, try walking. I mean, anybody try to take like a forty-five pound weight, <laughs> put it in your backpack, <laughs> and try to do everything that you do in one day. Yeah. I guarantee you're gonna feel some. Some areas that it's like you shouldn't feel. You know? Yes, exactly. And I think the bottom line with this, since you went through that knee surgery, is that really for anyone working out, because this is something that we're going to touch on too. Really, for anyone that's working out, you don't want to feel joint pain when you're working out. No, that's never a good sign. No. Like you want to feel all your muscles. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you know that it seems like common sense, but. Believe me, it's something that I gotta repeat over and over in the clinic. You yeah, know, yeah. like it's hard for people to discern like, is this good pain or bad pain? When typically, if you're feeling pain around your joint, yeah. that's not a good that's thing. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> because, because all that stress is going straight into your joints yeah. or your tendons or your ligaments, and that's what's causing the pain. The pain itself is not necessarily bad. It's if you ignore the pain and don't realize that hey, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah, you that's when it, it. That's when it comes <laughs> bad. Yeah. So. I mean, with anything, that's what you want to do, and that's what you've did, done with your workouts. Is yeah. you're strengthening the muscles. You found ways to effectively get good workouts, keep your muscles strong, keep you performing at you know a high level, so that you yeah. can do all of these kind of things. Um, let's kind of dive into the rehab process. Now. Okay. So we mentioned that you had that MPFL repair, and basically, it's kind of a rough process because you people don't realize how much your kneecap between your thigh bone. That dynamic is very crucial for knee function. And it's very crucial with how your quad functions, how your hip functions and all of that. So it was kind of a long process. In the beginning, it goes pretty slow because it is a ligament, it needs to heal. Yeah. So you can't go super fast like like other other types of um, rehabs, I guess, or knee surgeries. So that was a little slower in the process, but what kind of things have you taken away the most from the rehab process? Oh man, I got a lot of stuff. Uh -huh. It, the funniest thing is that it was like, you know, getting hurt sucks for everybody, you know what I mean? But sometimes it's a blessing in disguise because it not only makes you humble, you uh -huh. know what I mean? Yeah. But it, through the process, <clears throat> you can learn a lot about yourself yeah. and what you should be doing too, you know? So <clears throat> to be honest, I think I got through, I got through um, working out and stuff like that without without PT for, for a long time, <laughs> you know? Or without somebody actually telling me, you should do this. You should stretch. You should roll out. You know what I mean. So uh, I learned so much from from you guys from uh, from rolling out to to actually stretching. Yeah. You know, and and uh, from founders to the art. Yeah. The art helps so much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, like, prior to even going to PT or doing knee surgery, I could I, I would rock uh, for for legs like that. That was like a great day for me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's leg press. I mean. A lot of people do leg press, but I would feel like I feel it as soon as I hit like eight to ten plates on each side. That's when I feel it best, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then squatting, I squat like ah, uh, three plates each yeah. side, and I do it raw just because I like I, I never had a belt and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I thought I was hitting it perfectly, yeah. Uh -huh. But I guess from slowly it just kept like going and going. And, like, you're not even thinking about it. It's yeah. like, ah, man. My, my joints wasn't too sore though. Like I felt it more in my muscle, yeah. but I noticed that after I went to pro and I started doing more um, stretching and, and rolling out and stuff like that, yeah. that actually helps my lift way more now. 
Yes. You know, it helps my uh, my form yeah. and even every anything from like uh, from my form to to after I'm done when I go home and stuff like that. If I roll out after I, my workouts and stuff, oh man, it's yeah. like night and day <laughs> compared yeah. to what before. Like before, I was like, oh, I can't even sit down through the bathroom, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I sit down there, I'm like, oh, so I don't want to get up. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get up. I got to crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Got to crap back there. Yeah. But yeah, no, pro has taught me so much stuff, man. Yeah. And um, not only about the rolling out and stuff, but it's taught me like stuff about the IT bands. Yes. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and um, how 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 to hit certain parts of your body when you're rolling out. If you even if you got that little uh, that was that massage ball. Yeah, like, it's a massage ball. Yeah, the massage yeah. ball. How to how to um, get it in a perfect spot where you know it hits it, <laughs> yeah. and then you just gotta breathe, breathe which is the it. hardest thing to do ever, bro. Yeah, when exactly. it's in that spot, you're like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think all of these little things, you you've experienced it and saw how it helped you, helped oh, you with the lifting, help you get back to lifting, and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about that's kind of interesting that we've, you know, kind of tried to address, I guess, during the rehab process is that I think on that side, even before the injury, yeah, there was a lot of ways that you were kind of compensating around your strength. I guess, yeah, that's the best way to say it. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because a lot of times with knee tracking issues, really you're looking at the joints above and below. That's one of the big things that. I look, I might not say it to every patient, but yeah. that's what I'm looking at, how you're moving, what the joint above and below is doing. And one of the things is that your hip controls a lot of that knee dynamics, yes. how your kneecap is tracking, but also your foot. And what's interesting is your foot on that side, you have that bunion. Yeah, yeah. so it could track it different, right? Yes, and well, it's just your interaction with the ground is now different. Yeah. So that interaction and how the muscles are stabilizing your foot and your ankle, because that's different, you need to get help or you need to recruit other things from up the chain. Yes. And that can affect how your leg muscles and your hip muscles are going to move. Yeah. But that was something interesting because at first I, I kind of thought that, oh, maybe it was after surgery or something that, you know, you've been walking a little funny or something. So yeah. Maybe it became, it became worse after surgery. But you said it was always kind of that bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, your bunion on that side, it's, it's pretty steep, the angle. Yeah. yeah. And, a lot of times for people that do have that bunion and you don't know what a bunion is it's pretty much when your big toes going into the, the bones kind of like yeah. popping out yeah and then you have this like valgus angle at that joint so if you do have that valgus. yeah that's that's the angle but but anyway so is that like, is that like 75 degrees <laughs> <laughs> no it's just the angle of which way it's, it's okay. facing it sounds but, like something from the vikings <laughs> You know, some place. Yeah, Valgus sounds like a Viking name too. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so your foot muscles and your arch muscles are just not working as well as it could. Yes, know? it's requiring kind of that joint position to make up for some of that instability or weakness in your arch. You yeah, because even and, the balance, I notices. Yeah, so that's something that I mean, your bunion, you can't fix that just with exercise like it's yeah. going to need surgery we've talked about that it's yeah, going to need surgery to fix that but you can still try to get the muscles to fire around it so it doesn't get worse yeah you know? and the same thing is that when we've kind of gotten you to feel some of those muscles in your lower leg and your foot and your ankle yes you've noticed that you've been using your hip more yeah you know? oh, and that's kind of the thing like even every now and again you know you might have some activities or some exercise that oh irritate your knee a little bit and you've 
you know, always we've always addressed those kind of things. But a lot of times, it's not really your quad because your quad is really strong. It's more like the hip and how everything's working together. Glutes. Yes, the glutes. And I think for most people, they think, oh, I have a knee issue. I just got to work the muscles around the knee. Yeah, yeah. But that is the biggest misconception. <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. got to make my knee yoke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because my glutes going to be so weak. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it is. It's like you got to address the how the whole leg's functioning. Yeah. And you got to address the coordination. And like you said earlier, Address the you getting in condition to do whatever the activity that you want. Yes. Because you were even starting to run, right? Yep. Yeah. So explain recently, because your knee's been pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> recently, you've been starting to run. And you can't even explain the accident that happened recently without <laughs> going too in depth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you so, want to, yeah. So I, I, uh, so I was training for this event and um, I decided to. to uh, Hit the ground running. Yeah. For lack of a better phrase. Yeah. So I did. I hit the ground running and I figured, you know what? My my legs um is getting sore from running. Yeah. So instead of lifting um legs and running, I'm just gonna run like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so every day I would go to the gym and I would smash out two, three miles. Yeah. And it was like like I do a hundred percent for like a minute <laughs> and then I, I do like 50% for the next week yeah. you know what I mean I go until until I hit the two miles and sometimes I'll, I get it like in, in like what's it was it mile half mile half sorry uh -huh. and then I get it sometimes I get it in 15 some guys I get it in 12 okay. so I was stoked yeah. right that first week I was like flying I was like oh I never ran in three years <laughs> this is the life yeah. Yeah. so kept going kept going and then like maybe the week later the back of my knee just started to yeah. hurt and it was screaming like it wasn't even when I ran it yeah. started to hurt when I would be resting or just walking like yeah. I, I, I remember the time it hurt was the first time I noticed it was when we were at Sulek Park right? okay. all I was doing was walking my daughter in a stroller yeah. you know I wasn't doing nothing real crazy yeah. and then I was like hey man why is my knee sore yeah. it's like it just feels weird so when I would go to like bend down to grab something uh -huh. I had to like go, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it was, it was kind of like, it, it was sore and then there was so much pressure and it was, it actually was swollen. Yeah. So I ended up going to see you guys. Yeah. Yes. To, yeah. to ask like what, what could be the problem and yeah. stuff. And, and yeah. Yeah. And basically I, I guess that was good because I mean, it wasn't good that your knee was sore, but it was good that you could address it pretty easily. Yeah. Cause all we have to do was. There's a bunch of variables whenever you start to do something all at one time that you <laughs> want to get attention. Yeah. So what is resistance? Most people know resistance. Like, okay, if I have too heavy of a load and my body can't meet that demands, it's going to break me down instead of actually get me strong, yeah, right? That's true. Um, which, it wasn't resistance in your case because you were, you know, you weren't running uphill or anything. It was just flat on the treadmill. Right? Yeah. But then I kind of told you other things. Like, you want to think of overall volume. Yeah. So yeah. overall volume, you have like intensity, you have speed, you have duration, and I think you just went full blast into all of those yeah. at the same time <laughs> instead of kind of altering it. Like maybe the volume, like how how frequently you're training throughout the week, you got to start slowly and build it up. Yeah. Or that was a big mistake, or, man. Or the intensity, maybe you cannot go, you know, the same intensity every time, like how you said, hundred yeah. percent the first minute, and then and it was like that every day. Yeah. For anyone that's doing activity oh, that involves conditioning. The other thing is speed, yeah? yeah? And for anyone listening, hopefully this is one take home point, is that the speed of your running. Because if you go high volume, high intensity, and high speed every time, 
Now not not absolute speed, but in, in relation to how fast you yes, are fast, right? Like yes. how, how intense you think that is, that's a big impact as to how your muscles are gonna respond. Yeah. So we're just playing around with those three variables and then after that you're pretty good. Like your knee you could you could regain the strength, you start to lift and run and throw everything back into a yeah. better balance. After you show me what to do. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times it's just a little little tweak here and there and yeah. then you're back on your way. After that, I don't know if you want to say too much about it, but after that, so you were on your way. Oh, and then the and most then, uh, recent. Yeah, and then uh, lady ended up reversing into me while I was in the oh, back, uh, standing outside the back of my car. So she pinned my my knee, my right knee, which was my surgery knee. She pinned it in between her bumper yeah. and my bumper. Yeah. You know, I mean, thank goodness she wasn't like ripping it like Toronto, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. coming out of reverse, like a bat yeah. out of hell. Like, I gotta go, yeah. you know, but. The jump thing is, she had a Prius, so I didn't hear her calling. Yeah, yeah. She, it just grazed me, and yeah. then I was like, hey, stop! And then she didn't stop, and by the time she stopped, my knee was pinned already. Mm -hmm. But good thing that you said that it wasn't super fast, and I mean, yeah, your, your leg was pinned a little bit, yeah. but you did kind of manage to maneuver yourself out of the way a little bit. Yeah, well, what I did was when, when she when she started to graze me, when I felt it, I turned around. I was shocked, so I hit her car. Yeah. I hit her car, and I said, "Hey, stop!" And yeah. I don't think she heard me, so she kept going. So at the last second, I pulled like my knee up a little bit. Yeah. And she ended up like her bumper is huge, right? You know, yeah, bumper yeah. is really huge, right? So her bumper actually kicked, got the top of my thigh, the back of my yeah. like. I guess it was like. The, uh, my the, my lower um, is that called hamstring area. Okay. Well, my bumper, I got a van. is, is lower. It kind of took like a little bit underneath my knee, so it yeah. did. It wasn't exactly like got like it. a sandwich. So it was yeah. kind of like this. Yeah. So it allowed me to kind of like bend it a little bit yeah. to the point where it, I absorbed it. I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. So it wasn't as uh, it wasn't like it was a straight on hit that would break my bone you know what yeah, i mean yeah. or you, it hit it like like tom brady when he broke his knee yeah. like this and it went that way and then yeah. it looked like this yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah so it wasn't like that so thankfully like um i don't know it was just like a reaction kind of thing yeah. i i swear man i could have jumped out of the way like but that's in my mind you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. but you know how you can't remember every, every yeah. second but in your mind you think oh that's exactly what happened yeah. well, i don't know yeah but i mean it, it was unfortunate that you know that happened. Yeah. But it could have been a lot worse. Like yes. So definitely. Luckily, you know everything was okay structurally. The surgery, surgery knee was okay. Yeah. No torn ligaments. Everything was just intact, swollen. So just a little swelling, and then we just kind of rehab, got your muscles turned on again, and you're up and on your way again. But oh, yeah. But yeah, I think throughout all of these, this rehab process and learning and everything, you've got much better function and performance of your leg and your lower body. Oh, definitely. Translate into lifting and everything. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, I think it's better now than it was when I was in my 20s, you know? <laughs> Just because, like, the whole um, wisdom thing comes yeah. into play, you know? Because yeah. knowledge and wisdom is different. Yes. You know I mean? yeah. Everybody can, it, wis, knowledge is there for everybody to get, you <laughs> know what I mean? Everybody's got some kind of knowledge. Yeah. Like the knowledge of turning on the light, yeah. knowledge <laughs> of turning it off, you know what I yeah. mean? But wisdom yeah. is when you use that yeah. knowledge to remember to turn off the light. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so now I feel like you guys gave me way more um, knowledge to achieve a point where I actually can consider myself a bit wiser. Yes. You know, so now instead of like pounding it every day, you know what I mean? For for running, I don't do that. You know, like, yeah. I'll, I'll, like one day I'll, I'll go as fast as I can, you know, then the next day I'll, I'll probably chill out. Yeah. Just, just 
kind of like Mix a, a yeah a jog. Then the next day I'll I'll do an incline, you know, with a little bit of speed, but not like crazy. Yeah. Like the one thing I do not like is I don't want to hear my feet. Yeah. Banging. The exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking if I'm banging that treadmill, my 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 knees and my ankles yeah. is like yelling. Exactly. Your muscles are not absorbing all of that. And yeah. It's just going straight into your joints. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, those are things that it seems common sense, but like you said, you know, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, and you know, understanding how to apply it for you. Yeah. I think exactly. that's what you that's what you've learned. Now, I mean, you you go to the gym. Pretty often, right? Yeah, I visit over there. You know, make sure yeah. everybody's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're gonna be an employee for this thing. But anyway, so when with all of this like lifting and everything, yeah, you know, there's people that obviously you know very well. You yes. know, maybe people that uh, you lift with or work out with. What are some of the things that you can share to help to minimize the injury risk? I guess for others, uh, your av- average gym goal. Yeah, what are some of the things you want to share? Um, definitely warm up yeah. i mean it's a tough thing to do yeah. when you're flying and yeah. you're like you just got off work or or you've got 45 minutes only yeah. you're like oh no i want to get in and do this yeah. it's hard to warm up even yeah. if you're going to go on the the, the, the treadmill or, or bicycle for five minutes and to get your blood pumping yeah. you know it seems like something that that you don't need <laughs> but you need it yeah. we do need yeah. it and you yes. know what and so like to me, that's one of the most important things to do because a lot of times, like I, I never warm up. You know yeah. what I mean? And now that I think about it, I just, <laughs> you know, because it, it not only could I have been um, slowly hurting myself because a lot of times when when you're lifting, you know, you feel pain and stuff like that. Yeah. But when your blood's not pumping there, and then you feel the pain, there's that much more chances yeah. that you're hurting yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Blood pump is very important yeah. for life because yeah. your, your blood's not pumping, you're gonna be dead. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so warming up is very important, and you know, like from from pro, you guys taught me that a lot. You know, I mean, with the pro workouts, yeah. I don't I don't start my workout until I'm finished warming up. That first, whether I'm 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 uh, balancing yeah. on the Eric's mat. Yep. Yeah, 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 and it doesn't belong to Eric, guys. It's Eric <laughs> mat. Yeah. Well, from that or side RDLs, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I noticed that every time I went in, you guys would never let me skip it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I would try to skip it because I'm like, man, I just want to get to my record and get, get this yeah. thing done. Yeah. Feeling <laughs> pumped and, yeah. you know, and especially for people who take like pre-workouts, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're when you're taking it and you're there, you're like, I got this. Yeah. I'm pumping already. Yeah. And you made a good point because yeah, the blood pump, getting the blood flowing, that's important. Yes. But the other thing too, why we do some of the, because we're not running you in, uh, running you through a long warm up. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, relatively short, but we're also trying to warm up every other system. Yes. Especially your nervous system, because your nervous system is what's gonna kind of set you up. Like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Yeah. If it's running. If it's jumping, if it's squatting, whatever it is, your nervous system gotta be like, <laughs> okay, we know what's coming next. Not we're tired still. Yeah. Not like getting straight out of bed and then it's like, okay, you're gonna max out squat now because that's not gonna work well. <laughs> you're just not gonna be able to respond the same way. Yeah, no ways. But good, I mean, anything else too? What about like a lot of people at the gym? Because I, I don't wanna say like it's unsupervised, but typically you're running yourself through your- Oh yeah. yeah, so that injuries. Injuries so like, that injuries. Yeah, pushing through like, yeah. what, what can you say 
that you've learned, I guess. I say if you, if I tell them anything other than moms, of course, is if you do feel like you're getting hurt, then you should at least do yourself a favor and check it out. Yes, you know what I mean? exactly. Just because, hey, best case scenario, it's nothing. Your yes. doctor's gonna say, hey man, it's nothing bad. You know yes. what I mean? Just, just um, if it's still sore, just take, just take it off. Take it easy for like two days. Yeah. You know, take off for two days or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, if you're going home and taking ibuprofen every night after yeah. you lifting and stuff yeah. like that, just to just to get through your workouts, then that's that's a very bad idea. Then that means something's wrong. Yeah, something you should get it checked out because um, I learned also that it's preventable. It is. That yeah. is the most like hardest thing yeah. to take. Yeah. The biggest pill to swallow <laughs> that you can prevent most big injuries. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, it starts small. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's it, especially. Freak injuries, yeah. You know, yeah. the thing drops on your head. You can <laughs> yeah, yeah. drop the yeah. thing on your leg. That kind of stuff, yeah. You know, but if you're constantly going in there and your elbow's clicking and it hurts, every time yeah. you move it, yeah. and it always hurts at the same position, yeah. whichever workout you do, yeah. then hey man, your body's saying, you know what, I'm kind of hurting right now. Can you just Go to a professional because you yeah. didn't go to school for this, man. Yeah. Don't don't tell me that I'm okay because yeah. I don't remember us spending time in the medical field lately. Right? You know what I mean? And you know, I I think right there you said the main point is that with the internet and with so much information out there. Oh yeah. Self diagnosis. No matter, yeah. No matter <laughs> no matter how much information you can look out up, that does not replace professional medical advice no not face either. to face with no. someone because yeah it's every case is different and i yeah. think you've seen that too you know so one is i think you said it best is like don't ignore all of these aches and pains and just push through it but two is like when you do have situations that arise yeah just go get a check out check yeah. out it can save you a lot of time a lot of energy exactly. a lot of frustration especially if you got insurance <laughs> you know what i mean if you have insurance yeah. chances are you're paying for it yeah so yeah. if you're already paying for something yeah. you might as well take a chance and use it you know what i mean that's yeah. you know what that's like it's like having a toothache and not going to the dentist exactly and then exactly. and then two years later while dealing with that toothache the whole time all of a sudden, you gotta pull out two or three of your teeth, yeah. and now you need like a bridge or root canal or yeah. something, right? Something, yeah. And you end up paying six thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, when you could have just went one time yeah. and paid forty bucks, yeah. and the yeah, guy exactly. could have said, "Oh, but you have a cavity." Yeah, exactly. And he just makes it for you. It exactly forty bucks. That's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. and thanks, and, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the the other thing too is that if people don't want to go get it checked out for whatever reason after we even talked about it, yeah. the one thing is that it's not going to help you train harder and it's not going to help you get better. You're nope. just going to break yourself down at a certain point until you end up at that situation where, extra. yeah, where your back's against the wall and you got to go get it checked yeah. out. So like some of these things, like to me, I talk about it a lot that the prevention, the rehab side of things, they're really the same. Yep. Yeah. So if you just address things before they become an issue, like you said, you'll save a lot of time and money, and yeah, yeah things will go so much more smoother. Even with rehab, because rehab can help you with the prevention too. Oh, and yeah. that's what I learned exactly. being in there, seeing the other guys that come in, you know what yeah. I mean? That they, they haven't even done surgery, yeah. but they're they're doing things in there to learn so they don't have to do surgery. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I'm so mad at myself right now. I should have came in there way before, you know what I mean? Just to try and yeah. check it out. But like, I know this sounds like really, uh, egotistical kind of thing 
but like as a man, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you walk around and you do stuff and you're like dumping rubbish, like yeah. my arm's sore. Yeah. It's alright. Yeah. I just use my <laughs> other arm. Put it in the back. You're yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's I got it. I think that's not only like as a man thing, but that's in athletics too. Oh yeah. Because even we're roughly around the same generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yes, yeah, basically that's not that old. <laughs> But basically, with every sport, right, that's how it was. It was like, yeah. just suck it up, just push through, and if it turns into a bigger issue, then just keep pushing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tear your coat. Oh, man, he's sore. I'm like, yeah. what? Let me see. Put on my son. Yeah. Are you feeling now? Yeah. I feel a little bit better. It's okay, you can go. Yeah, okay, exactly. get in there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but I, think, I think that's a good thing sometimes, but for other times, it's like, no, we got to be smarter yeah. about this and then really help you to stay healthy. Well, especially nowadays, I think it's, it's more important now because we know you know, yes. in the our fathers and, and their dads and their granddads, yeah. they didn't know yeah, anything exactly. close to what we know now. Yeah. And they didn't have the uh, the same, uh, I guess, outlets or whatever, sources to help them to learn yeah. about it. They had somebody telling them, oh, is it broken? Yes. Uh, can you move it? Then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's not broken. Yeah. I've learned, no, that is wrong. Yeah, that is wrong. You yeah. can still probably move it and it could still be broken. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it heals, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you yeah. Up. Everyone's telling like if you if you break your pinky finger, yeah. then it'll heal. Then you have like this permanent shock up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's not very yeah. What happened? Like, I broke my finger like, like twelve years ago, and yeah. my dad told me it's fine, so it just healed. Yeah. It just never closes though. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is that is a possibility. I mean, that happens to some people, unfortunately. Oh yeah. When it doesn't have to happen. Like that. No, yeah. I mean, like. That's what we were taught. That's why, you know. Yeah. But now, nowadays, like, there's so much stuff, things out there to for you to to read and learn yeah. from and stuff like that. And of course, because you got stuff like podcasts, yeah. and you got YouTube, you can learn things from other people's experiences. You yes. know what I mean? We 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 learn stuff from guys from from Asia, from Europe, from yeah. uh, you know mainland, come to the USA. Yeah. That we would ne- our dads would have never had a chance yeah. to hear because yeah. why they 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 cannot connect to it. They couldn't. Yeah. Exactly. As we can, you know. Exactly. So now I notice like it's more important for us to, to take the bait yeah. and to, because if if you don't, then it's that's like a, that's your fault. Yeah. Before it was negligent. It was like oh we didn't know. Yeah. You know like smoking and controlled air yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean that's a very good observation because even like you said, information is so widespread. Now. Oh yeah, it's all good. You can see what everyone else is doing, and then for the most part, everyone wants to help each other out. Yes. You know, but. Even, I mean, when we were in high school, probably, there was no way to find out what people were no. doing in the class. You had to listen to the next guy yeah, you next to, to you. Yeah, they had to have someone physically go up there yes. to bring things back, yep. you know? And now it's it's just so so much easier to get off. And even the art, you know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I don't know if they did. Did you tell them what the art was? No, so the art is basically a direct current electrical stem machine that we use a lot at Pro. Oh, yes. And it's not like any other electrical stem machine. Because all the other electrical stems are alternating current, which you don't get the same effect and you can't do the same things with. So that's the biggest misconception. People see the art, they're like, well, I have an electrical yeah, stem. Yeah, about the $100 yeah. version. <laughs> really the, the best way that I can explain it, I guess, to the average person is yeah. that if an electrical stem device is like your Honda Civic, yeah. The art is probably the most expensive like car to be like that be. Or like like you, you yeah. go to you go to like um Cycle City, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh man, we'll get this motorcycle, it's gonna be so awesome. Yes. You get there, okay, I see this motorcycle, this is eighteen thousand. 
Yeah. Okay? And you go a little bit down, you go, oh, you know what, down the street, I just see, I see his bicycle <laughs> yeah. for $180. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's probably just as good. It's, just as good, it's yeah. got a motor on it, right? And, and, and yeah, I'm not comparing this with just the strength of the art. It's just all of the other features that we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the other protocols and stuff. It just has way more functionalities than your regular step machine. So because of that, that's what you, you've experienced is that, you know, when you do push yourself on the art, it's a different form of resistance. Oh, yeah. A different form of kind of neuromuscular training that really helps you, I don't know, get better at everything. I've never felt my legs <laughs> yeah. that tired. Yes. Even when I was pumping like the my max exactly. in, in the gym for legs like that, yeah. when compared to when I put the ARP on and I just yeah. do like, you know, the isolated movements yes. and stuff. Exactly. Holy smoke. <laughs> Man, it's like when I get up to like get off the ground and stuff like yeah. that, my legs are like, just yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a good dead. It's though, a good dead. Yeah. And then the thing about it is that, you know, when people are thinking like this or hearing this, they're like, well, that's going to take a long time to recover. No, no you, can, way. you really recover in a very short yeah. time. Yeah. I honestly think it's way speeded that, up. Right? Yeah. Because of the art and the way that we exercise, yeah. it gives you the most muscle strengthening with the least amount of recovery time, which is exactly what you want when you're looking at any type of performance. Yes, yeah. that's, I, I preach to all my friends, <laughs> yeah. like if they have any kind of injury, right? They always tell them my shoulder this or, or my knee. A lot of times it's shoulders and knees. For that. Once in yeah. a while they got that elbow thing going on, yeah. but I'm like, ah, shoulder and knee, I said, you yeah. guys gotta go. Get in there. I say the reason why that place is so good is because you got the doctor, yeah. you got the X-ray, yes. you got the MRI, <laughs> and you got the PT in the same yeah. building. Yes, I tell, I tell that's unheard of. Yeah, because they, they tell they tell me where do you go? I said I go pro. I said oh what's good what's good about it? I said oh not only is everything in there, but they got the art. Yeah, I said where's your doctor? Oh Kapahulu. Where's where's your PT? Oh Hawaii guy. Like, Come on man, you driving all these kind of places. I said, yeah. You, you literally don't have to move once you get into Hollywood. Yeah, everything's in the building. Right in the building. Yeah. You know, and, and the, the good thing about it is you guys have two levels, you yeah. know? So yeah. you got the one that's kind of like a little bit more for um, like rehab, rehab, and then you got the strength training part. Yeah. That's what I really think about. It, yeah. You know? And it's just to give that whole continuation of care is really yeah. how we're set up. Yeah. But I mean, overall, it's, You've experienced so much, I think, in the past three, four years. Well, yeah, that has helped you a lot. Yes, it really has changed everything. Kind of Hopefully, for the better. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not on the need to, but on yeah. the want to. Yeah, thing. that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's like finding the things that helps you to maintain. Yeah. yeah, it's not doing something because your back is against the wall and you have to do it. You don't no. want to be in that situation. You yeah, want to be proactive. Exactly. You want to be preventative, and you really want to like just take care of your body. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, overall. It's thanks so much for sharing your experience. Is there anything else that you want to share to other people or people that are really into weightlifting, I think, and going to the gym? Um, yeah, just if you guys do feel some kind of, a, you know, uh, pain anywhere, you know what I mean? Even if it's in your brain, <laughs> you know, like a headache or whatever, yeah. you know, if it's, if it's um, consistent, you know, and it's bothering you, you know what I mean? and, and don't lie to yourself about it. Say, yeah. oh, it doesn't bother me at yeah. all. And then when you're at home, you know, if you're taking ibuprofen or, or you're constantly using a Tiger Bomb yeah. and stuff, yeah. you, are, you shouldn't be having to do that stuff. Yeah. But if you do feel like that or anything, you know, which we all got our, our own, you know, I mean, every person who goes to the gym, every person who does sports, any kind of athlete, or even just general people who, who walk around their dog yeah. and stuff, yeah. there'll, there'll be times when they got some kind of pain. 
please get it checked out because yes. prevention i mean it's the it's the number one thing i mean it, it's i don't like comparing it to to cancer because you know it's such a totally yeah. different thing but prevention is 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 key to to one thing is it's key to to figuring out what's wrong mm -hmm. you know which yeah. is important and do it even if you're scared a lot of i notice a lot of us are like we're macho but at the same time, we're scared to figure out what what is really what's wrong. going on. Yeah. yeah, like our doctor was saying, you cannot live for. We're thinking we cannot. We might say, I cannot do this anymore for the yeah. rest of my life because yeah. I'm yeah. getting older. No, you cannot push this amount of money away. And we don't want to hear that. You yeah. know what I mean? What we want to hear is, Ah, you're fine. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So in, in our minds, we tell ourselves, I don't need a doc. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. But no, regardless of if you're scared or what, just get it checked out yeah. because it'll save you time and money. Yeah, you that's the I mean? bottom line. Yeah. yeah. And it'll keep you performing at the level. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. You don't have you don't have to stop doing what you love. Yeah. That's the thing like about about a lot of people. Instead of addressing the problem, yeah. they'll just stop doing it. Yeah. But it actually affects them mentally because yeah. if you stop paddling that you love or you stop surfing, yes. stop playing basketball, you stop picking up your, your daughter because um, your shoulders sore, you know, it'll affect you mentally, man. Yeah. And then and that's how our bodies work, yeah. you know. So if you can just just go and check it out, and and, and yeah. they can nip it in the bud right there, exactly. you know what I mean. And you can go on being happy again. Yeah, exactly. Know? And I'm glad you said that too, because there's a huge psychological. Well, really, everything that I talk about on this podcast too yeah. is how everything's interconnected. Oh, and it yeah. really affects other areas of our life, and that's exactly what it is. It's just the bottom line is just understand what's going on in your body, yep. take care of your body, and. You know, hopefully keep doing what you love to do for a really long time and don't have limitations. That's the goal. Tell me that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I mean, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you. A very good conversation. Thanks for sharing your story. Everything from like playing basketball to the knee surgery yeah. and even what kinds of things you do now. But anyway, keep keep up the working out and everything. Volga. Thank you for <laughs> teaching me what Volga means. Is it Volga? Volga. Volga? Was it Volga? <laughs> Valgus. Valgus. That's Bulger's Yeah. But no, thanks so much for uh, spending some time. And then, yeah, if you ever need anything, you know, always, you never hesitate to ask. So just stop by. But definitely yeah. give your number out to everybody right now on this podcast. <laughs> now that's my Okay, we're done today. Yeah. No, but thanks so much. And I'm sure we'll, maybe one day we'll do a follow up episode in the future. But oh, yeah. yeah, keep up all the great work. Try to shave so I look younger, maybe. Yeah. Or I sound younger. Oh, try to shave so I sound younger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>